Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy, whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. I'm Adam Minahan here with David Niles, and we are in Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, Mesa, I guess. Mesa, Arizona at the annu- the third annual Catholic how, how Comedy you, Festival. How do you know where we are? Uh, like, well, when you travel somewhere, like people pick you up and you get in the car and you get somewhere and it's like, how do you even know? Um, I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, okay. I just like... When you said we're in Mesa, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. That's where we are. Okay. I, you know, I believe you. Yeah. So uh, we're here at the third annual Catholic uh, Comedy Festival, uh, hosted by Mr. Catholic Comedy, Steve Garone. And uh, it's great to be out here again for the third time. It's, it, it's always so great to see guys uh, take initiative. They see a desire and, and a need in the church yeah. and say, you know what? I am going to take on you know this, and I'm going to fill this void. And so this is what Steve did. Stephen did. He he saw that there was a need for joy and laughter, uh, of community, of an opportunity for families to get together to share faith, to share, share just life together. And so he basically like decided to put this this conference on this this festival on. Um, and I love it because it, it has families just running around all together. There's there's Catholic booths. There's uh, fun games at the Vertucci Farms. And uh, anyway, I'm just really ex- excited uh, to be here and to, to share the opportunity uh, with with other really great Catholics. We have St- uh, John Sablon, who's here, which is great. Man yeah. on Fire is, I think, wh- what he goes by. But uh, our guest today um, is, is somebody I'm, I'm very excited to, to talk with uh, uh, because, like, there's so many different things that we want to talk to you about regarding TV and uh, cartoons. Comedy. And, and comedy. Yeah, so this is a man, if you're a Gen Xer or a yeah. millennial and you grew up in America, then it's basically a 100% chance that you watched this this man's work. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rugg, it's great to have you here. It's very good to be here. And actually, we're in Gilbert, Arizona. Just oh. so you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I... You know what? You- I knew it. <laughs> See, I mean, you want to know where we were, and we're Gosh. in Gilbert. I'm an, and I've been sitting here for five minutes just wanting just waiting, to tell you wait. so desperately <laughs> like, that we're in Gilbert. Um, Mesa is like, yeah, like, it's very close. It's like miles away from here. Yeah. You yeah. know? But it's, it. but it's Gilbert. You can tell. You can tell. It's <laughs> does Gilbert. it? It, it feels does, like it. feels like Gilbert. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Not, not, not a cartoon reference. No. Just a statement just of fact. Just a statement of fact. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. I just, I got a I gotta call as I see it, and we're in Gilbert. Yeah. Fair enough. So, first thing. Paul. Yes. Um, just for people who don't know, would you, um, like, tell us about your work, about your career, what you've done? And it's not Paul Rudd. No. I mean, no, no, I no. Thought, there I thought, have been many people where they thought Paul Rudd was showing up. And right. It's me, and they're like, it's me. I, that I occurred to me, and I was like, I'm yeah. not even going to ask no, him. No, 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 Because I just I was going to do a joke about that, and no. then I was like, you know what? He probably hears yeah, that. I like, had an audition too easy at Cartoon Network, and... Uh, they, you know, you go and audition and they bring you in to do a voice. And it was like, they said, 
you know, the, the assistant comes and brings you into the room. Yeah. And, and everyone in the room was like excited and smiling. And then they go, Who, who's this? And, and, I, and they said, well, this is Paul Rugg. And, they, and literally in front of me, they said, no, 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 no. We wanted Paul Rudd. <laughs> and I was like... So I should just go? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you want me to just, I'll just. You realize I. I'm just leaving now. I flew and, on an airplane to get here. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, so that was very humiliating. But it turned out I got that job. So uh, because they felt so bad. Take that, Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul, if you're Sexiest out there. man of the year. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got your residuals. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I, uh, I, I wrote for a show called Animaniacs. Um, at Warner Brothers in the 90s, um, which was a, a tremendously fun time. And uh, Steven Spielberg was our executive producer, and we kind of got to do whatever we wanted. Um, because no- nowadays when you write, there's, 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 there's a host of, of middle management, you know, pe- people that are, you know, you, know, you, 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 go, you write that script, and then it's got to go over there, over there. But with St- we just had one boss, and it was Steven, and he would be like, yeah, it's great. And we'd be like, wow, okay. Um, so it was, it was awesome. So I did, did that, worked on Warner Brother, uh, worked on Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, show called Freakazoid, uh, show called Hysteria. So a, a, a lot of the Warner Brother shows. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like me growing up, let watch those cartoons all the time. I mean, it was, that was Saturday morning, you know, was yeah. all of the shows that you just mentioned. And we so, had, and it was just a bunch of, uh, improv people writing it all. We had such a good time. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was uh, unfortunately, it was the first job I ever had, and I thought, oh, this is the way it'll all, yeah. always Jobs be. are great. I'm yeah. in. I'm like, this is awesome. And then you sort of work for other companies. You're like, oh, no, this is, no, no. I thought this would be you, more fun. You suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's been next to 30 years trying to climb my way back up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. But, uh, yeah, so, and then I've done puppetry for the Jim Henson Company. I learned how to, they taught me how to do puppetry. Um and so I work with Henson a lot. Um, last show I did was a show called Earth to Ned, where it was a, it was a seven foot tall alien that interviewed celebrities. So and it was just so it's just kind of been one weird, strange job after the next. But it's been fun. And that so you do, awesome. you do voiceovers as well. Yeah, correct? yeah, voiceover. Yeah. So, so, but I I got started as a as a writer. I was doing sketch comedy. They were developing Animaniacs. They came and saw a couple sketch comedy shows, and like you know, that's sort of the feeling we want. We want a Marx Brothersy thing. And so I was pretty much I was a performer, but I was hired as a writer. And then I would do like Jerry Lewis in the office, and I'd be like, Oh, what, what the hell? And they'd be like, okay, so that's really annoying. Um, and uh, then they, they, they said, do you want to do a couple voices? And, and, uh, and I'd never done voiceover. Um, and I was working with, I mean, the, the, the top voiceover people in the country. There's a guy named Frank Welker who's the – he's voice of Scooby. He's now like close to 80, and he's still doing Scooby, and he's still doing Fred. And, no kidding. And it was like, it's, it was like the, most, the most amazing voiceover people. And then – and me – and I was, I mean, I was shaking. I was like, you know, to be thrown in uh, with these group of, of, of people. Um, so, yeah, it was a blast. That's, so how do you get into, like, did you study this in college? No, I mean, well, I went to, um, I, I went to Loyola Marymount to study script writing. And uh, that's a stupid thing to do. Okay. Because, you know, you're like, well, now I'm, I have a, I got a B. I got a 4.0 or a 3.5 in script writing, which is meaningless. Um, be, uh, which is why it's like when people ask me, like, should I go to college? Like, no, you should start writing um, and send your stuff out. And um, because uh, 
if you want to be a chemist, yes, college is a good thing. Right. But but I kind of feel yeah, that that's... It does seem to be different. Like, just, you know, go to the chemical store. Yeah. yeah. And just start mixing stuff <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't work. But just with get, writing... Take him yeah, in your garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think there, there are a lot of... Um, of people that 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 sort of try to get that de- degree when really what you should be doing if you want to be in the entertainment industry mm. is doing it, is joining an improv group, joining a theater group, doing it, and um, and I've just found that that's because a, a, a lot of people um, have asked me, so what do I do? You know, go to college, but the last thing someone in the entertainment industry will ask you if you come to interview is, how'd you do in uh, how'd you do in biology? <laughs> well, I got a 4.0. All right, well, you're our guy. Like, like they don't. It's like, show me what you did. Uh, right. Show me your reels. Show me your writing. Show me stuff. So. so when you were growing up, were you known as the funny guy? I was. The teachers hated me because uh-huh. um, I would impersonate them. You know, uh, and that always goes over so well, it really doesn't it? Does, really does. <laughs> yeah. Really does. So I can remember my folks. My Principals mom, love it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. They, do, they, do, they do. When we had, so, oh my gosh, we had some major nuns uh, with a pipe. I remember it was this and oh yeah, um, <laughs> gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were, they were, they were rulers. They were old brutal. school. Yeah, that's yeah. not old school enough. Yeah, Sister Rita. I remember. I still remember her. Uh, and Iron Knuckles uh, Rita. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was then, and then, um, and then, uh, uh, Star Wars came out. This is way before you guys were even yeah. born, and yeah. it was like, and the, George Lucas had become like. It, before then, directors were like, okay, fine, whatever. But then this, he became this guy, and I was like, well, what did he, he do? And to rebuff exactly everything I've just said, he went to college. He went to USC in their film pro- program. But what they do there is they make them make films. Okay. Um, and uh, so I was like, well, I want to do that. And, um, but I didn't have the grades to get in USC, so I went to Loyola Marymount, and I studied script writing, which, as I said, was like, well, that, you know... Um, that didn't really help me anything, but I fell in love with the radio station, and it was it was a campus run radio station. We would go up and we would do ske- sketches, and we had a great time. And I think anything I ever learned was in that radio station. You know, really? okay. writing sketches and stuff. So um, anyway, that's my, that's my long and sorted tale. And we're in Gilbert, just so you know. Yeah, we're in Gilbert. <laughs> we're still in Gilbert. It okay. hasn't changed. Now, and you're also uh, a Prado Catholic. Yes. yes. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so you, uh, you and your wife are cradle Catholics, both, both, correct? Yeah, yes. m- yeah. My wife, who's sitting here, yeah, she's, fr- yeah, she's. You've been a Catholic all your life, right? Yeah. Well, there, there, there you go. And I, I went to, f- I went to twelve years of col- of uh, Catholic so, Catholic school. Yeah. Yep. yep. So ha- has your have you been have you been a practicing Catholic your yes. whole life? Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know how what it was like, you know, in the. Were you, I don't know. You weren't in Hollywood. Um, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you, Hollywood is sort of like, um, you know, if you work for the studios, you're in Hollywood, so. Was it difficult in yes. the 90s yeah. still? Uh, well, no, the 90s was not. Um, okay. uh, you could be of a faith and everyone be like, hey, cool, great, whatever, you're kind of nutty, but whatever, yeah. we'll, yeah. To- we'll tolerate you. Um, nobody cared. Yeah, nobody cared. Um, it, and it was never very, Hollywood's never been very religious, but they weren't like, oh, you know, get out of here. But that did change, I would say, in the early 2000s. Um, changed big, big time. Um, okay, so I want to I ask you yeah, about yeah. that. Um, we got to take a break. Uh, but on the other side of the break, I do want to ask you about how things have changed since then when you got started. So this is Catholic Man Show, Adam Minahan. Martin Lowerstein. We'll be right back. 
Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great the best hotels, you're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, our special guest, Mr. Paul Rugg. Uh, thanks for being here, Paul. So, um, on the other side of the break, we were talking about you know you were getting kind of getting started in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Mid was it mid '90s? Yeah. Is that when it was? Mid '90s. Um, and so I want to talk to you. I want to ask you first about being Catholic at that time. Um, so let, I was going to say, and then I want to ask you this, but I'm just going to save it. So tell us, yeah, what was it like? How is it different? What, and maybe what caused it to change? Um, boy, I don't know. I would say it was, it was really the 2000s. Um, it was probably uh, Bush versus uh, Gore. And that it got screwy after that. It really got really? strange. Yeah, because I think that uh, before then... You know, be like, oh, you're for Carrie, I'm for whoever, and and whatever. You know, you could you could discuss it, you could, but it didn't matter at the end end of the day. Um, but I think really the Gore, um, uh, Bush kind of era, it, it it got very odd after that. And then I can remember going into meetings after after that. I remember sitting in a meeting at a at a company. I won't mention the company, but it's got like big mouse ears, and um, uh, they, they uh, and it was just openly we were discussing some, something, and it was like yeah, Bush, you know, and it it got it got really kind of strange, and everyone sitting around this table just was like yeah, and it I'd never seen that in my life, mm-hmm. like I'd never seen overt. You know, normally it's like, well, what do you think? What do you, or let's not even talk talk about it. And, and it just right. became sort of uh, what that. What does it have to do with Disney? Or, uh, for instance, yeah, it, it just it just it's it permeated everything. And so every company I ever ever worked for, it was like that was the that was the thought, right? It was like there was no. And if you didn't think that, um, that was just weird. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's when things changed. I think, um, regardless of who you voted for or whatever, it. It had never been something that you open like in my parents' gen- generation. It's like you know you you, you do what you're gonna do and and everyone's cool. Um, but then it became more of this is what you will do. I think and 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 um, and I think jobs too. Uh, a lot of people that pro- a lot of people change their views on certain things openly in order to get the job. Um, mm. because you didn't want to go against the grain because you're never going to work. Right. Uh, and that happens a ton, a ton. Yeah. And, 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 uh, it's funny when I, when I do uh, voiceover, uh, auditions, um, y- for years now, uh, it you, used to be, you know, here's the copy, 
here's the stuff for this little animated show or whatever. And within the past eight years, they've added this sub, this subheading, which is, um, is, is there anything inappropriate in the material? And invariably, it's always yes. And, you know, you read it and you go, well, you know, I can't do that. And so, you know, as my wife will vouch, I, I don't even do those auditions anymore that are questionable. You know, it's like adult stuff that um, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. So, mm, um, yeah. but, but that makes it hard now because most of the auditions you get, I would say, well, 60% are of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you just have to say, I, I'm not doing that. So... And, and and that's new too. So I think there has been, yeah, there there's been a degradation. I would say of of um, yeah, not morals because it's always been kind of a weird place. But but out outward, sort of, this is what we all believe and stuff. What are what are your thoughts and opinions on the idea of an adult cartoon? Uh so you know. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Um, but if someone wants to watch an adult cartoon, that's you know. And I don't mean like that it's adult material, but it's a, a cartoon uh, for, for adult. adults. Well, right. if you look at The Simpsons or something like that, um, the, the The Simpsons gets away with so much because it's animated, right? So if if that were to be live live action, it it wouldn't land. It wouldn't it wouldn't be as funny. So with certain shows like The Sim- Simpsons. I'm glad it, it exists. Uh, I, I'm glad it's out there. Uh, family Guy, you know, again, if, if that's your cup of tea, great. Like, that's, that's fine. But um, um, it I, is it, hard to say who The Simpsons was for. Well, I think it started out as just being this great, funny show. Yeah. Right? And, and, and I think they've always been true to that. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm more power to them and stuff. I... Uh, but I think that it changed when Fox and other networks sort of said, we're going to have our own adult cartoon show. And it just became kind of gross. And mm-hmm. like I remember <laughs> showing my wife a script once for an adult, you know, an after 8, eight o'clock show on one of the networks that I was going to audition for. And it was like – I, I was – I was stunned, right? And my agent's like, so, uh, yeah, did you get that copy? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's no. Yeah, I'm unfortunately, I got that. it. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but, but he, here's, here's the weird thing is I would say 20 years ago, everyone would go, yeah, this is really edgy. Yeah, careful, right? If you want to do this. Now it's like, isn't that wonderful? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like, isn't it, this is just, it's going to be so funny. And right, you're man. like, well, no, I don't, th- I don't want to, no. So, but, just but, yeah. of extremes. Yeah. You just keep going. Extreme, yeah, 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 yeah. So right. I, I'm curious on like, walk us through like the writing process. Like, how do you get into the creative mind frame? Like, how do you, like, what does that look like for you to like, you're sitting down, they're saying like, okay, Paul, I want you to write this this cartoon out, this story plot out, like how do you get into the mind frame of putting yourself into those characters or like writing that out? Like what does that look like? Uh, well, for Animaniacs, it was pretty fun because um, uh, we based the characters on the Marx Brothers. Um, and when I was hired, it was like, these are the Marx Brothers. So it was like, uh, and no one had ever written for them before. So we were the first ones to take the characters of Yakko Wakodat and, and, and write for him. And also... Um, Warner Brothers at that time, and you know, back from D- Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, uh, they were 
anarchy. It's just, and there wasn't a lot of rules. So as opposed to Disney, where it's like, here, look, this is what we, this is how we do it. Um, Warner Brothers is more like, yeah, I don't know, just go have fun. And uh, so, 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 so those scripts were. Um, we had about a week to write each script, and we needed every moment of it because it was, and because we were all sketch comedians on the writing staff. You know, we couldn't just write one thing and be like, "Yeah, this is great." It was like it, and it was hard work to make sure that we crafted each and every. Plus, Steven Spielberg was going to write, was going to re- read it, so we're like, "Well, I'm not going to do a bunch of junk." So, um, so writing those was trying to just um, make ourselves laugh, which was the first rule. Not worry about what kids knew because that's the other Warner Brothers rule. The Warner Brothers rule was. If you look at the old Daffy Duck cartoons, the Bugs Bunny cartoons, those cartoons came during the war a lot of times, during World War II. Um, so, like, uh, they were the shown before movies like Casablanca, right? So they were, they were adult. Um, not that the kids couldn't like it, but they weren't made for, for kids. Uh, but so, so the Warner Brothers sort of philosophy was, look, if you have a family of, like, five you've got the older kid over here and the younger kid over here. The older kid's a teenager, like 17, and the younger kid is like three. If you show them this, the older teenager will laugh. And then the, the other child will look at the older one and go, why is that funny? And, like, well, because it's the, and, and sort of explain the joke. And that's sort of, right. that's when you know you're in the pocket, where you, you're, you're, trying, you're, you're sort of educating the kids about comedy. And um, uh, nowadays, the, the way they write is, and I know I'm getting off point, but, but uh, you, you're always aiming for the youngest child now, what they will understand. And uh, unf- the, the, unfortunately, that I, I, hate the, I hate writing that way because kids, you know, you want to teach them comedy, rules, what's, what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. like, you may not understand that joke now, but in, in a year, you, you'll... So anyway, so writing for us was trying to make each other laugh, not worrying about what kids knew, always making it clean, never doing anything, but, you know, right. writing something that was fun. Because uh, kids don't have an expectation of understanding. I mean, when they go through life, no, they are totally used to not understanding many things. Right, right. And it's explained to them. Right. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times uh, I did a show uh, called Freakazoid after that, and I get so many comments on my Twitter and stuff from adults now, you know, saying, oh, I didn't understand what you guys were doing there with that one, but now I get it, and it was hysterical. And so it's like, so now, <laughs> 30 years later, they're, they're like, oh my gosh, that's, oh, I really love it. So uh, The long payoff. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but, but that's sort of the fun way. So um, I really don't like writing for a two-year-old, a three-year-old, four, or four-year-old, because you're really limiting yourself. Yeah, you can't do yeah, much. No. So, so writing was always fun. It was always painful. It was, I would, there was always a lot of crying. You know, you're trying to make this, this, this bit work. Um, and it was just, uh, it was writing comedy. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. So how do you come up with characters? Well, for Animaniacs, they're given to you, you know, so it's like, these are the, these are the characters. Um, Did they exist, like, in previous cartoons? No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, okay. no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. They, uh, they were developed by Tom Ruger, who was our executive producer. After Tiny Toons, Steven Spielberg said, I want to do another show. So uh, they pitched him this thing called the Warner Brothers, and it was all about Warner Brothers and the lot, and, and then we had all these an- ancillary characters, too, um, but uh, yeah, so but then 
the sort of the secret about the Animaniacs was it was always the Yakawakodot going against authority, going against Beethoven, going against uh, Rasputin, going against all these char- characters, and um, you know, sort of basing it on um, the old Marx bro- Brothers thing. So, mm-hmm. so that's how we wrote them. Okay, would would you say that? We've got about 20 seconds left. Would you say that the like early 90s was or mid 90s was that the heyday of cartoons? Uh, if if you talk to some people, they liked the, they liked that period. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, cuz I want to talk to you about why I think cartoons are terrible today. All right. Because I'm ready to hear this. I think they, I, I think they are. Anyway, this is Kathy Mancho, Dad Minahan, and David Niles. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Nick with Exodus, and I want to invite you to consider joining us for a 90-day spiritual exercise, which you may have heard of before. It's called Exodus 90. And if you've ever thought, man, I uh, I really am on my phone a lot, or man, I probably take work too seriously, or I drink a lot, or maybe there's a lot of other things that you think like, man, I should probably cut back on that. I'm not very present you know, to my family, to my wife, even at the end of the workday. I want to invite you to come check out Exodus 90. Go to startmyexodus.com. We start January 1st. And this is really all about growing in your faith, growing your prayer life, and be more present to those around you so that you can become the man that God has created you to be. Startmyexodus.com. Welcome back to the Catholic Command Show. We're here with Paul Rugg at the Catholic Comedy Festival, the third annual one in Gilbert, Arizona. Yeah, there we you not, go. We Thank have you not bilocated. We are still in Gilbert. Um, you don't know that I'm not bilocating. I just true. want to point you know that what? out. That's true. I, I have no evidence. I very well could be doing that. Yeah. Uh, we're talking We're talking about cartoons. We're talking about uh, you know t- television in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, before before the break, you know, David, you were asking about like why is it that <laughs> cartoons today are not very good. Mm. Uh, I know that for for me and my family, like so, we don't we don't actually have a TV. Uh, but when we when we allow our kids to watch um, cartoons, it's I, it's typically like Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. It's typically like you know those type of cartoons that I know I can I can trust. Right. It, you know they're funny. Uh, it give it makes them uh, think about it. You know, there's no dialogue in Tom and Jerry. You right. know, like so like that's also something that they have to really focus on mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. pay attention to and 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 uh, like figure out what the plot is, who the good guy, who the bad guy is. You know, there's a lot of different aspects within uh, that parameter. Right. Um, it doesn't seem like that's the style today. It does not seem like that's what they're doing with, with cartoons. Yeah, yeah. So Adam and I were talking about this earlier, about how th- there's all different kinds of stories, okay? There's the epic. There's the love story. There's, well, there's like, what, seven different types of stories? Yes, right. Okay, but they all basically tell the great story, mm-hmm. okay? And the great story is that there's evil in the world, there's bad in the world, and that at the end of the day, the evil can be conquered, right? That, and this is the story of us, right? The, and this is the most important story to know and to tell, to know and to tell us all the time that you can conquer the evil that you encounter in your life, mm-hmm. okay? And at the end of the day, that's what makes the story, like, resonate, right. like, deep down with us. And cartoons that I grew up on, 
they told that story, mm-hmm. right? There's a good guy and a bad guy. Not necessarily all the time. Some some cartoons had didn't have like a clear good guy, bad guy, but almost all of them did. Right. And you know that was so. I think when I think about it, it's that's important mm-hmm. for kids to see and to understand at the earliest age. Whatever else they pick up on this cartoon, because it's really about having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's like a fairy tale, but they're still getting the good guy, bad guy. I know there's right and wrong, mm-hmm. okay? And it, I don't see that in today's cartoons. No, Well, no. In fact, what's interesting is you can see that there are so many, like, uh, like old properties like um, uh, 101 Dalmatians or uh, where they've tried to take the evil character, like Cruella, mm-hmm. and say, well, this is why she was evil. It's really not her fault. Right. right? So they, they, no one can accept that they're a bad like it's has well this is why it, but it so doesn't, it doesn't it, matter no but yeah. but this but they is, try yeah. this is very important to them it's like no we can't really you know there's there's we can't really pass judgment or whatever and uh, no you really can I mean, but sure she was killing puppies yeah, but, you but know. <laughs> here's why get it so right. now would that's, you give her a break that's not her uh, fault she killed puppies yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, or look at maleficent the the you know it's like this is this is why she was an evil witch and stuff yeah. so but but um everyone is trying really hard right now to to sort of move their 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 ideas into te- television especially children's television um which uh, is is why things kind of are really <laughs> You know, I, I have people that still work in the industry and, and they're making money and so, you know, that's great. But they're following rules which are, you know, um, this is how we want to present a story now. And it's it's like, this is how the, we do the it. The writers yeah. don't have much of a choice, I would No, imagine. I mean, if you yeah. want to work, you you really... Because there's to. a long list of people who will write the way that oh, the yeah, producers yeah. want it written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, and there is an, uh, so here's another example. When I first started, uh, when I when we were right and Animaniacs, it was like, Paul, what are you gonna write? Uh, I'm gonna write them making having a goofing on Albert Einstein. You know, sort of like they're gonna go sell cookies to Albert Einstein. Great, you have a week, go. And then you struggle over that and you write it. Now, if you want to do something like that, so uh, what are you gonna write? Well, I'm gonna have them. Go after Einstein. All right. Uh, what's give us one sentence that encapsulates that? So you write a sentence. Good, 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 good. We're gonna send that to Pam and Harry up in marketing, and we're gonna have them get back to you. <laughs> Pam is gonna love yes, this. I Pam is gonna love this, or she's and then you wait, and then you get sent back a thing saying we like it, but and then you're like, yeah, give us a little bit longer. So now you write something longer that's a half page. This is my story. Now it's like, all right, well now we're gonna send it up to Phil because we think we're getting to the Phil stage. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and and that's and they sort of beat it out out, out of you. So uh, then after that, then you write a beat outline, which is three pages of this is exactly what's going to happen. And then good, good, good. So then you go to the next stage, which is an outline, which is now five pages restating, but in more elegant terms, which exactly is going to happen. Uh, and then you get to go to script. And by that time, you could care less, right? You're like, I don't. <laughs> I'm so I don't, done with this. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to ever read this again. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that's because they're taking the, in my opinion, they're, they're taking the surprise out of what writing is, what what kind of animation is, what silliness is. It's, it's, you just have to, just have to do it. And, yeah. um, and now nobody, it's almost like they don't want kids to be surprised. Like, don't confuse them. 
don't do anything. Uh, on the, you know, and we need to say it like this, and this is how it's done. And um, uh, yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of sad. Like yeah, we asked a psychiatrist, it. and yeah. he did not like that. No, 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 oh, no, gosh. no. Never, never say shut up. Yeah. Oh, Over, because gosh, no. they'll just uh, and and um, yeah. So th- that's kind of how it is. Shut is very. <laughs> it's a very closed yeah. word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We want to be open. But there are there are writers out there uh, who who are continuing to sort of fight the fight and and write really funny things and uh, uh, and I think you know I maybe kind of brought up this to you guys before but but there was um, there was a change when something called edutainment happened, which is, hey, guess what? We're going to entertain the kids and teach them some things. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. we're going to teach them all kinds of things. And um, and that turned out to be kind of a disaster because, uh, in my opinion, kids don't really learn from television. What they do is they're entertained. And then, you know, when I was a kid, my mom said, you're going to watch a half-hour cartoons, and then you're going to hit your homework, right? And it was like, and that's what you did. Right. Uh, we didn't use television to teach me about like the laws of physics or anything. You kind of had to get that from school. Right. Uh, but now it's this wonderful, the, you know, we can do this with television. And I think that's absolute, I don't think it's true. Um, because if every kid that watched Baby Einstein would be brilliant. Every kid that watched Sesame Street would be an amazing, you know, b- person. And it's just not true. Uh, kids don't know what to make t- yeah. t- television. It's just entertainment. We had our kids, our, we, our kids watched Baby Einstein for a while. And I, I'm sure they learned nothing. I think I learned a few things yeah. from it. But they were just like... Oh, the jet! Ah, <laughs> right. The right. jet is back. Yeah. So, but I, but, but, so, um, I think that, uh, I think that's where the wheels kind of came off a little bit, and uh, people are are kind of treating kids as um, these little minds to be molded. And while I think that's true, that's a parent's job, that's a teacher's job, that's that's a a, 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 a church's job. But sometimes kids just need to. To hear like silly words and go poopy, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's, and it's just once dumb. again, uh, to me, what it does is it takes like kids instead of seeing like, oh, this good and evil, mm-hmm. right and wrong, they all they get from it is like, oh, there's a complicated, like, oh, I hope I don't do the right thing or, the, right. or I hope I don't do the wrong thing, and you know, you made Tammy sad. Yeah, exactly, right. and it's that is like, oh, great. Uh, yeah, but I have well, to tell you, what are you, they supposed to? Do? There, there are reams of executives that are like, "Man, that was great. I really felt Tammy's pain there." Yeah, you know, <laughs> you really, you really let us know what it was like, and and kids are gonna love that. They're gonna love to see why saying that to, to Tammy really made her very, very sad. What they're doing is like, you know, I remember one time when I felt like Tammy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I don't want those kids to yeah. have new Tammies in their life. I was at a meeting once at another company. Again, with there was ears there, but um, they had brought in a psychiat- psycho- psychiatrist uh, to tell us how to. It was a pre preschool show that, against my better judgment, I said I, I would I would help write. So they brought in this this these three people to sort of tell us, and they started, and I was in the back, and I started laughing hysterically because it was it was the silliest stupidest thing I'd ever heard and I had to excuse myself because I sounded like I was having spasms because uh, the more they talked the dumber it got you know and so um, yeah so never have me in a room with people that that yeah and it's bad well it's bad. okay so that 
that actually is a, is a good piggyback to what I was going to ask you. So as Catholics, you know, it's important for us to cultivate the imagination, right? Mm-hmm. For for our spiritual life, for you know, just you know, for for our day to day life, to be able to cultivate and, and and have an imagination for creativity for all these different purposes, right. right? Do you think the reason why some of the you know modern day cartoons or things like that is just from a lack of cultivating of an imagination? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was seven, my parents took me to the opening weekend of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. All right. I don't know if you guys have ever seen yeah, 2001 seen, yeah, Space Odyssey. Yeah. And I was seven, and one would think that was the stupidest thing to take me to. I still remember sitting there and being flabbergasted. Like, I didn't understand any of it. Uh, but it moved me as a kid in ways that I, you know, I was like, this is the most, and my parents were like, this is, I hate this movie. Man, yeah. there's, nobody's talking. There's monkeys. I don't know what's happening. Right. Uh, but I <laughs> was like, this is the most amazing thing I've, I've ever seen. That changed, changed my life. Yeah, it did. I mean, it was like, what is happening? This is an amazing thing. But I think we've taken that away from kids. We've taken the, the, the struggle of, of something so amazing that we don't think they can grasp, and probably they can't, but it stirred something in them. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into, like, I, kids, you're not going to like this, but you're going to like it. But this is why I get so frustrated with just Hollywood in general today because there's, it doesn't seem like there's any new stories. It's always a reboot of this story, a yeah. reboot of that story. And it's like I've, I've seen this already. Like, I've seen right. this for, for the last 20 years. I've seen all of these. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, we're here with Paul Rugg. We'll talk on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show with Adam Minahan and David Niles. We're talking to Paul Rudd today about cartoons, mm. how the world was better when we were young. <laughs> I think it. But okay, so I, mean, I, I, I think it objectively was better. When but we were I don't want to live in the past. So, so here's 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 a question that I have for yeah. you. Like, so uh, people are listening right now. We have a lot of dads that listen right now, yeah. and they desire that to, uh, you know. To help their kids, right. uh, you know, with an imagination, with you know, because that's, that's entertainment. You know, th- this is the point of, of cartoons, mm-hmm. right? In, at least in my uh, understanding. Like, what would you advise a dad who's like, okay, I want my kids to to have this imagination, so that way they can think about these kind of things, you know? right? What would you like? What would you suggest? Oh my gosh! Um, well, uh, kind of the way my wife and my, I raised uh, our daughter was to show her those things that we loved as kids or it was like um I remember when my, when my daughter was 3 I read her the entire Lord of the Rings from front 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 to back at 3 at 3 okay and we would do it every, every night and I'd read maybe four pages and she sucked her thumb and she'd listen to every word and when we got to the shishalab the spider the yeah. she was like she got to hold off there you know like I don't want to hear that yet but then we 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 would do it and um and she absolutely loved it and and don't underplay your kids don't think that they you, you know uh, um, you should not, always not, read not, them stories that are above their yes. understanding um and uh, you know you can start with the little things but but show them stuff yeah you know, like we showed my daughter the old comedies uh the dick van dyke show uh the where that you know just just um uh jerry lewis i know that's not everybody's cup of tea but jerry lewis movies um 
old movies. There is, uh, my wife and I are on a kick right now watching old 40s um, screwball comedies. And these were comedies made in the late 30s, early 40s that are some of the funniest things ever made. And your kids, whether they're four or five or six, uh, will enjoy some of them. There's My Mad Godfrey. Um, there are safe, you know, they're about adult themes, but there's not, but, but it's just like, but like, like, like life. So, um, yeah. but it's funny, you would, you'd mentioned earlier, everything is the same, everything is the same. And that is the way it is. Because if you are a Hollywood executive and you have to green light something, we're going to go to production. Um, you want to, you don't want to green light anything that you don't know won't work. Right. So it's like, so there's, n- there's hardly anyone in Hollywood that'll go, well, I've never heard that before. Let's do that. Because then if it tanks, if it, then you're fired. You're, yeah. you're, you're fired. I pitched something recently, which it was pretty fun, I thought. And, you know, you're always pitching something and p- people say no. But it's the first time I ever pitched something to a company. And the company said, you know, we can't do that. Uh, and they literally said these words to me. It's too new. <laughs> it's too new. Meanwhile, too we new. have the 17th, you know, adventure right. story that right. we've seen forever, like right. over and over and over Did again. you say Avengers? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. yeah. But here's the good news, you know what I'm I thinking? think. Iron Man 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but here's the good news. I think everyone's catching on now. And everyone's like, you know, we're not going to go unless you guys, like, start doing something that we care, or yeah. care about. And I really think the pendulum is uh, – is really swinging back, and every, and and Hollywood's finally going. Yeah, you know, how, how are we going? You know, the Hollywood is competing against YouTube, where someone, you know, with a cat that that yeah. that you know it, will get a million views, and Hollywood is gonna right. have to start going. Or someone who pets his dog. For yeah, instance. that's right. That's right. Right. God bless the, my little lucky. He put, <laughs> he he put my daughter through college, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there is. Uh, I think people are beginning to say yeah. that, wow, we need to probably tell some stories again. Yeah. The ability to produce an independent movie has become so much easier yeah. and, and cheaper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still don't see a whole, I don't feel like I see a whole lot of independent right. movies like hit the theaters. But storytelling is so powerful, bit. right? I mean, this is what yeah. even Jesus did. Jesus didn't just teach. You know, he didn't just sit there and and sit and, and like yeah. write out like he told stories. He told stories yeah. so that way you can comprehend. It's a great point. You can convey the truth right. through these stories, and you can help them understand this through the story right. because they can now put themselves in the in, into the story right. and say, "Oh, well, maybe I'm actually that person mm-hmm. that he's talking about." You know, that's the, that's the key. And so, I, yeah, you, know, you might not have, be able to remember the Sermon on the Mount, but you can remember his parables, right? And yeah. so, like, I just like I think like what a missed opportunity for us to to not tell new story, mm-hmm. you know, not tell stories. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, uh, so what I mean is, there anybody out there who's in, in, independent guys? You know, are there small? I'm sure guys that there we are. Follow? You know, uh, uh, yeah. Um, like, I, look, I, for instance, what about uh, the Shapiro? Shapiro thing. Ben Key? Yeah, Ben Key. Yeah, I think that's there they are they are they are trying something new, right? Okay. Um they just did um what did they just do? Lady Lady Ballers. I don't know if you guys saw the I haven't seen it. That's the Daily Wire uh uh which was in- interesting and kind of uh crass at the same time, which I was kind of surprised about. I was like, mm, I don't understand why you guys did that. But uh but at least they're trying. They're trying to do something new. Yeah, okay. Um but um yeah, Ben Key is trying to do stuff for kids, um, which is awesome. Um, 
but my only thing about that is, I, I again, I, I would hate to see reaction on the other side. We're going to teach kids these other things where, again, I just think you should entertain them and let the parents do some teaching. Uh, mm-hmm. But just, just entertain, just be, be, you know, give him joy. Yeah, and what's weird is I, 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 I taught an improv class, uh, and I taught a few for uh, like college stu- students. And what occurred to me is, like, okay, we're going to be all be pirates or whatever, and they'd be kind of like, what? Now what? 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 And 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 it was weird that like nineteen year olds have forgotten how to pretend. Like, right. no, they don't know how to pretend anymore. Like, and. Uh, so I think that needs to be, like, the best thing you do for your kid is give them a stick of wood and say, you're a pirate. Like, go outside, play, you know, do stuff. Yeah. Um, because, and also I found in young up-and-coming writers, there's not a lot of knowledge about how to entertain and stuff or how to tell a, tell a story. Um, so... Dads, the best thing you can do is is play make-believe with your kids. I really, just play make-believe. Yeah. Can, can I pivot real quick? Sure. I, I don't know. We have a little bit of time. I, I want to I wanna talk to you about voiceovers, like how, yeah. how you are able to get into the mind of a, of, of a character to where it's like, okay, I'm, a, I'm in charge of this character. Like, this is the voice that I have to, you know, mm-hmm. put onto this character. How do you, like, how do you, like, work um, like, how do you do that? Well, so there are people, trust me, there are people in the industry that are super good at this. Uh, there's a guy named Eric Bowser who does a million different voices. Um, I, I'm not that guy. I, I do specific things. But the way I've done it is uh, I did a show uh, for DreamWorks called Puss in Boots. And it was uh, the Puss in Boots. And they were like, he, and I play an alchemist called Art. Artifius. And he was sort of like, oh my goodness, oh, he was sort of a weird guy. And I don't know where that voice came from. I don't know, I don't know how that happened, but but when you when you find a voice and you match it with the material, it just becomes like, oh, I know exactly how I'm gonna do it. Well, well yes, well, and uh <laughs> and I can't uh, you just find this voice and you're like, that's that's the voice, and that's also the the trick. Um, so do you do you try out several things before? Yeah. You... Well, for that one, um, see, most of the jobs I've ever gotten, it hasn't been through auditions. It's it's hey, Paul, remember that weird thing you did in the hallway? Remember ten years ago that weird thing you did? And I was like, <laughs> I don't remember. Would you... I, yes, I've been waiting yeah. for someone yeah. to ask me. <laughs> Can you just come in and do that? And that's literally how I got most of my voices. Like it was like not from audition, just someone who's a writer or a producer says, "You did a weird thing once. Come come on in." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did a show for Disney where um, it was called uh, Dave the Barbarian, which is one of the favorite shows I ever did, and it was really stupid and weird. And the creator was like, "Paul, I don't know what you're going to do with this, but it, he's Dark Lord. The Dark Lord chuckles the silly piggy. He's a, he's an evil villain piggy, um, and I have no idea what you're going to do, but th- let's go." And so um, and so uh, I did the Dark Lord chuckles the silly piggy, and he was this, uh, and it, I had a blast with it. But doesn't happen that way all the the time. Normally you audition and it's like, no, I don't think so. And and but very rarely is it like, what are you know, what, what do you want to do? It's great, it's awesome. <laughs> um, so I really like those gigs where they're like, I don't know, you know, just make something up. Um, it doesn't happen that that often. <laughs> okay, so Paul, I want to go back to cartoons for yeah. a second. Yeah, we've been at cartoons. What are you talking about? Well, back the, to cartoons. Well, then we were talking about voiceover. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry. Um, it was a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. So when you're doing 
you know, these cartoons, you know, you like, you get where there's a character and they're on a whatever. And then all of a sudden, like a mouse just pulls an anvil mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. What is it like when you're writing that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this just seems weird. Like if I don't, if I was writing, yeah. I don't think. And then out of nowhere, let's just say an he has a flame, he has a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and like, oh yeah, let's just go with it. Yeah. Like, and obviously you, lo- the kids loved it, right? Mm-hmm. But there was no explanation. No, I, you, I, well, so for Animaniacs, Wacko had uh, uh, his his wacky sack, and yeah. uh, which what, what what we called it. He had a mallet, um, and uh, we said, I think in the when you write when you develop a show, you write what they call the show bible, and the show bible is what you think before you've even started writing the show. What is Everything to know about Wacko. What's everything to know about Yakko? Okay. And I think when we got the Bible for for Animanax, it was it was like three hundred pages of. And sometimes he says Snurdle, you know. And you're like, <laughs> I can tell you, yeah, Wacko never said Snurdle, but but you just you just try him try him, try him out. Um, but yeah, but if you say, well, he has the ability to, to do this, then everyone's like, yeah, forget it. That's what he can do. Sure. He will, uh, anvils. Plus, I think Warner Brothers has this very uh, breaking the fourth wall idea, which is we all know it's a show. We know it's stupid. We know it's dumb. And we're all writing it. And and, um, and that's what I love about Warner Brothers, too. It's sort of a, a wink. It's like we're all in on this big joke, right? right? They're not real. None of this is real. We're yeah. just playing around. Yeah, sometimes characters would even look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, you're listening to The Catholic Man Show. Uh, li- we're out of time on, on Catholic Radio, but go check us out at thecatholicmanshow.com. You can check out this episode and many more. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Okay, now we can keep going? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, so um, so I wanted to go back to, to, to what you were talking about with the TV. Like what your, what your thoughts are, because you kind of mentioned this, that, that it's just for entertainment, mm-hmm. right? And then you kind of pivoted, though, a little bit, and you said, because well, they, uh, they have to – Go against YouTube and things like that. Well, YouTube, there's a educational aspect to that, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, if I don't know how to, you know, change my toilet, I go right. on YouTube yeah, and yeah, figure yeah. out like, okay, Me how too. do I do that? Yeah, right. So like, what's the distinctions and the differences there? Like, what do you see? Like, what is the purpose of of television yeah. versus like, what is the purpose of these other mediums that are also competing with the television? Well, so. If we're just dealing with, and by the way, I've used YouTube to do everything, like yeah. you know, sure, right. like drywall, plaster, right, everything, right. Yeah. But I think for for if if we are if if we're just talking about like cartoons or children's entertainment, um, I am of I am of the mind that 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 kids we have forgotten that kids need to be entertained. We just need to be told fun stories that don't have a point. And I know that's like like well no it should always it should be a, yeah. You know, but I disagree. I well, not disagree, but I would say it doesn't always have to be that. You just, I mean, you you know, there's nothing better than sitting and having a kid laugh. I mean, that's just like that's gold. Um, and I'm into that. What makes a kid laugh? What what makes them puzzle? What makes them wonder? What makes them go? Just well, why is that funny? What makes them go? Well, how'd that open up? Like I'm I'm into that, and 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 I think that's that that's what I think is is fun. Um, and it also gives parents some, uh, it, there are parents that will come to some of the cons I've done to talk about some of the shows and they bring their kids 
And uh, it was like, oh man, I, you know, I, this is Billy. Billy's like 11. I'm just starting to show him Freakazoid. And you're right, because it's my favorite show. And, and then I'll go, Billy, what do you think of the show? I'll go, nah, I don't like it. I don't really like your show. Uh, but <laughs> Thanks for coming, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'll always say, well, in two years, I, I bet you'll like it. And the dad goes, yeah, I know. That's, that's what I told him. It's, it's going to have to age like a fine wine. And um, <laughs> so that's kind of, that's kind of fun, right? So, yeah. but, but we have, you know, I hate to beat this horse to death, but we have forgotten that. And, um, and kids just need to be entertained, entertained, entertained. What about, so you mentioned wonder, like, tell me more about that. Like the lack of wonder in, in today's world. Like, is that what it is? You think- yeah, I think so. Like, um, you know, if you, if you read Narnia, the Narnia books, the, 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 the wardrobe, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah. A wardrobe that goes where? Right. They I fall mean, into the ca- – yeah, what? Come you on. Want? Yeah. Um, and that's just all like – that's amazing stuff. And, and and um, you know, that was written in the 50s. So right. we kind of we do that. Um, but I think there's too much going on. There's too much of us puzzling over what a kid wants and what they don't want. Because God forbid we don't give them exactly what they – what they want and mm. and that's the problem uh it used to be and it's still done this this way nickelodeon does this cartoon network does this with their pilots they show it in a focus group do you know what a focus group is yeah, yeah. they show it to a bunch of kids and it's like kids what'd you think of that i didn't like the man with the red hair all right no men with red hair that's uh we're never gonna do that again all right <laughs> phil Bill, Tammy, no red hair, right? Um, you do again, you're fired. Yeah, it and feels like I have red hair. Yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> but but they literally they come out of focus groups. Okay, kids don't like red hair. Kids also don't like the word tingler or whatever. And there are these rules. And it was just no. It's these kids in a room that are like, when do I get popcorn? As soon as you ask you this question, right. what's your favorite? You know, and and um, and they would they would have reams of paper. Well, from our latest research, showing the kids, and and it's all totally not true. It's just not not true. Right. Um, yeah. Focus focus testing on children seems like. Well, having been in children's animation, I can tell you uh, th- that's how that's how they do it. And um, all right. Well, he said it. He said it this way today. Yeah. But what if we ask him tomorrow? Right. It yeah. might be a completely right. different answer. But they don't. They don't. They don't think that way. Um, they just because again, you know, Margaret uh, wants to say, "Well, look, it's not my fault. We told you that kids twelve to thirteen wouldn't like blue uh, shirts." Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so we're not to blame that the show wasn't yeah. good. Like no one wants to take a risk. Right. And and it's a business, and I understand. And I understand that. But, but so what? What like what work right now is being done that? that has taken a risk or that's very creative or something that said like, oh, hey, these guys are onto something. Like, uh, like this is, this is impressive. Like, what, what's something that's impressive to you? Mm, I have to ponder that. Yeah. yeah. I really do. Because there, there's well, you See, re- that's sad. To me, that, yeah. that, there's, that, that's actually kind of a testament to, to today's world because like, you should be able, like, if we were in the, in, in the 1990s, you'd be like, oh, well, and, you know, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you'd, you'd list off a, a whole yeah. host of things. Well, I think it's because right. I personally, my wife and I, you know, we've personally sort of abandoned the whole, like, we're now we sort of with, with uh, we can sort of call up what movies we want or whatever. Um, yeah. Network television's dead. Um, there's really nothing going sure. go, yeah. going on there. 
I'm sure there are things that are amazing that I'm just not recalling right now. Yeah. But I can't recall if there are, which is kind of sad. Right. Because, yeah, 30 years ago, I would have got, oh, my gosh. Well, 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 yeah. Does, yeah, does Animaniacs run on network television anymore? No. Um, it did. It was on Hulu, I think. Um, okay. And then they rebooted it. And they sort of uh, they they sort of changed the dynamic a little bit. Um, tried to contextualize, right, made it more yeah. LGBT friendly. Or yeah, something. they did, and um, um, and it just kind of uh, it 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 was okay. And uh, they got they didn't do their whole run that they had anticipated. So and shocking. Do yeah. kids? I mean, I'm sure they still do, but like, do they still watch cartoons? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, like, I live in such a bubble. Yeah. No. You no. Know, there's a no. There's, I don't there's even, a lot. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, first of all, I go to cons, um, and I, you know, and honestly, I this, I, I don't know who any of the people are that that have the big lines. You know, it was like I, you know, I have three people, and they're all the same guy going, "Hi, would you? I like Freakazoid," and I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" Um, and I, I love those people. It's like it's all awesome. But, but then you'll see lines out the door, and I go, "Who's?" Well, he was, you know, Schnugger on on Glugler, and right. I, I don't know what you're right. talking about. Like um, I, I, I somewhat uh, Paw Patrol somewhat breached my sphere of uh, like awareness. Right. Uh, I don't really know anything. <laughs> 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 yeah, but but um, I think that may have been like a long time ago, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. but again, I, that that that's not me being like egotistic or anything. I literally don't know anything anymore. I have no that's idea what's exactly happened. how I feel. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I feel so good. <laughs> yeah, about I am too. Like, yeah, honestly, I am too. I am too. I, you know what? I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, you have any more? I was gonna. No. Uh, uh, Paul. So do you? Um, your your good Twitter follow. What's your handle? Do you know uh boy. It's oh, hold on, I can, at, probably, I can at, probably tell you. It's you, it's yeah. at something. It's at uh, rug dot what? All right, we're, you're gonna find it here. I'll find it. I'm gonna. Would you hand me that over there? Can you cut all this out so it looks like I'm more professional? At, it's at PK Rug. Yes. PK Rug. Yes, and so and, and and that's where I kind of I two G's. I, yes, I kind of post uh, old Warner Brothers memories and and stuff on on nice. that and yeah, it's fun. Paul, it's been so great to talk to you. It's been it's, very nice. It's been a lot of fun to, to to just hang out with you also just over the course of the last day. And, and I'm grateful for you being out here and supporting yeah. the Catholic Comedy Festival. And, yeah. And Steve if you're in the area, definitely come to the, the festival next year because, uh, you know, we've they bring out very interesting <laughs> Weird people. people yes. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's it's a lot of fun yeah. to get to be here. Paul, thanks so much. Appreciate you're welcome. It. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.